Fired Up is presented in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts and in video format on YouTube. Wherever you tune in, please remember to rate and subscribe to the show. Thank you. D. Scott Crook is the Utah Employment Lawyer. Fired Up focuses on questions that he frequently receives from his professional and executive clients regarding severance, employee stock option agreements, executive employment contracts, and more. A quick disclaimer, Scott is licensed only in Utah and Idaho. As with any discussion about the law, the information on this podcast generally describes the law and is not intended as specific legal advice. As I'm sure you know, laws frequently change and can be different in different jurisdictions. So please consult with a lawyer if you have specific questions about your situation. Welcome back to Fired Up. Scott, welcome back to your show. Scott is Thank you. the Utah employment. <laughs> Scott is the Utah employment lawyer, and as such, he deals with both employers and executive level employees. It's important to note that most of the information that Scott shares comes from being on both sides of that fence, dealing with both employers and executive employees. So today we're going to talk about dealing with harassment at work, what's legal, what's not legal. And Scott, we're excited to hear your, your viewpoints. Well, thank you, James. I'm glad to be here and let's talk about it. So something that was interesting, you know, I started interviewing your clients to learn more about the whole severance journey. And once, and so something that was interesting is two of the clients that I talked to, once the writing was kind of on the wall, that something was off and they might get let go or something was going wrong. They didn't, you know, their first action wasn't to launch into like, like they weren't doing Google searches for like prepare to negotiate severance. They went into keep my job mode. How do I, how do I keep my job? And one of, one of the clients was, um, Googling things like, is this harassment? Is that harassment? And something that we talked about in a previous episode too, was that people think certain things are illegal types of harassment at work and they're not. So I thought it would be a good idea to actually dive into this a little bit more and figure it just ask some questions around when people feel they're being harassed at work. So my first question and not to minimize what people go through, but what does harassment actually constitute under the law? Well, it's interesting. And again, um, like I always have, have to say whenever I start a discussion about this is that it depends on the state, but generally, uh, and this is true in most, uh, well, you are the, you, you are the Utah employment lawyer. That's true. And so when we talk about Utah, I can, I can tell you pretty much that most people, um, and this, this is true. When other people talk to you, um, at any point, um, most people don't understand that harassment has a particular legal meaning. And the particular legal meaning is this. And um, 
it's um, it's something that is prohibited by law that an employer cannot do. Okay, so with that background, with that sort of statement in mind, you have to look at the background of employment law. And employment law um, is based on the premise, at least in Utah and most states in the union, that we are in a free market economy and that the best way to have bad actors um, eliminated from the market is to let the market take care of them. And how does the market take care of them? Well, if people hear um, that an employer is a bad employer, that it's not a pleasant place to work, people won't apply for jobs there. And if people do happen to go to that employer, an employer who's not very nice, uh, they won't stay there. And so the, the idea is that the law is not paternalistic. It's not going to um, hold people's hands and say, well, you know, we feel bad for you that your boss was mean to you or that your coworkers were jerks or anything like that. I mean, it sounds kind of harsh, but that's the reality. The idea is you can leave at any time. You don't necessarily have to be at your employment because you can go and find somewhere else. So the only type of harassment that is illegal is harassment that derives out of some protection from the statute. So uh, illegal harassment would be if someone were harassing you because of a protected characteristic that you have. So in Utah, that includes um, race, national origin, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity. It includes age, disability, and those sorts of things. So if someone is harassing you because of one of those protected classifications, then that's illegal. And that creates an actionable environment. In other words, that's where you can go to the, the courts and say, hey, uh, give me some relief. If it's just that generally your job is a jerk, I mean, you're, sorry, your boss is a jerk, then you don't have an actionable claim. Now, there is a caveat to that as well, and that is that certain public employees in Utah, if... Um, if you work for the state and if your ba boss is so bad that you have significant psychological harm from the, um, the, the conduct of your boss, then you do have some protection um, that you wouldn't otherwise have. But, um, but that's because there's a spe specific state statute that was passed that gives you that protection. But otherwise... Uh, you don't have much protection uh, from people who you who are quote unquote harassing you at work. Gotcha. Well, thank you. That's good to know. So let's. So if the if the harassment that someone is experiencing, or they say they're experiencing, does fall under one of those protected in those protected situations, what should they do? So for an employee um, 
who is being who is experiencing protected or experiencing harassment for something that is protected by the statute then the first thing you have to do is you have to go and look at your employment um your employment handbook or your personnel handbook or something. And because generally inside of that handbook, they'll have a reporting procedure for that type of harassment. And it'll tell you that you need to go for most, most of them will say, well, you've got to first of all, go to your supervisor or to HR. And then if they don't, if you don't get a result you want, then maybe you move up the chain. It'll have, those internal reporting mechanisms. And the reason for that is um, the law will protect you. And it depends on what you're claiming um, you're, you know, you're being harassed for, but the law will protect you, but only after you've acted reasonably under the circumstances. And if there's a reporting procedure, then the law is going to say, the, the law says, well, you should use that reporting procedure before we're going to um, hang any liability on your employer. Because is it fair that if you had a reporting procedure and you didn't use it, is it fair to blame the employer for that? Now, there is a little bit of a caveat on that as well. If it's your supervisor, then the law treats your supervisor as your employer and you don't necessarily have to follow the reporting mechanism in that circumstance, but it makes sense as a practical matter to, to follow it. What if your boss is the VP of HR or something like that? Well, a, a lot of times, of course, the policies will have that built in. So like if you are in the HR department and you're and the normal reporting chain is to go to the HR, then, um, then a lot of times the reporting, the policy will have within it a um, a mechanism by which you go to the, like for instance, if a smaller employer to one of the owners or to go to the CEO or something like that. And so you'll generally have um, those provisions. Of course, gotcha. the next step is, I mean, you don't even have to, I, you should probably try to do something, but if you can't get relief because the person is high up in the company, then the next step is to go to whatever administrative agency there is and make a report there. So if it was a race-based discrimination or harassment of some sort, you might start with the EEOC or in Utah, the Utah Anti-Discrimination and Labor Division. Okay. Thanks. So if the, if the harassment or what the person feels is, you know, behavior that's not fun to deal with from somebody at work, and it's not one of these protective things, then what should they do? Well, generally people don't like, um, you know, people don't like to work with people who are difficult. And a lot of times employers don't want to keep people around who are difficult. And so the best thing to do is just to try to deal with it internally uh, and um, alert your employer to the problem. And most of the time, employers will take that seriously. And the the fact is that, you know, if it's a supervisor and the supervisor is a problem, they get um, 
they get reviewed too. And right. so um, they, it'll show up on their performance review. Now you can't help it if you're, um, I mean, if your employer or the owner really likes that person and it doesn't matter what you say, then you pretty much have to make the decision to leave. But other than that, most of the time they're trying to work things out for, with people. Right. So is it, is it anything? So if you were to document that type of behavior in some way, even if it's not protected, if you were negotiating a severance package, is that anything that could potentially be used as leverage in that kind of situation? Well, I don't know if leverage is so much the the right term in that circumstance. If there really wasn't, um, it's not legally actionable, but it certainly could give you some more negotiating, um, I guess, uh, I can't think of another word other than leverage other, other than it gives you a, ne a negotiating point. You can say, look, you know, I worked here. Um, I know this isn't actionable or I believe it's not. Um, but you were aware that I was having problems. Um, why don't you give me a little more on the severance side? Because I was, yeah. I tolerated that behavior and I really didn't have to, I could have left. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. All right. So really, okay. And then, sorry, I do have one more question. So if you are, so if you've gotten to the point where you go, I can't take this anymore, how do you prepare your exit how, as an employment lawyer? What advice would you give? Like what steps can you take to prepare? Well, um, often if you're, if you're just at a point where you have to leave, and you um, and you're a valuable employee. Um, some of the things that can help is just to go to your employer and explain, look, I, I have no bad feelings. I like working for you. However, I just can't continue to work in this way. And so would you consider um, I'm, I'm going to start looking. Would you consider uh, agreeing to do some kind of severance for me? Um, and then, and or um, can I be put on some kind of alternative uh, work schedule or a different alternative uh, working chain while I'm looking for another job? That's one thing you could do. Um, I, I don't know uh, if it's just difficult to work somewhere. The best steps you can take is are, are to prepare your resume, uh, try to find somebody that can help you, and go and try and find another job. Um, don't do anything to harm your employer. Make sure that you review any um, post-employment restrictive covenants you have. For instance, if you have a valid non-competition agreement, you should not be trying to get work with a competitor um, where you know that the competitor will likely, or that your employer will likely uh, want to file claims um, because you're working for them. Right. Okay. Great. Well, those are all my questions. Thank you, Scott. That's really helpful for a lot of people out there. All right. Thank you. A quick disclaimer. Scott is licensed only in Utah and Idaho. As with any discussion about the law, the information on this podcast generally describes the law and is not intended as specific legal advice. 
As I'm sure you know, laws frequently change and can be different in different jurisdictions. So please consult with a lawyer if you have specific questions. Fired about Up your is situation. presented in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts and in video format on YouTube. Wherever you tune in, please remember to rate and subscribe to the show. Thank you.